today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. If God has called you to do something, like go into a battle like Gideon, right, and go fight the Midianites, it's okay to ask God, please confirm this. Please confirm this because this is huge. (laughs) This is a huge deal. And oftentimes, I know that when I'm seeking the Lord, when God has put something on my heart personally, I want to know God's word. I want, Lord, please confirm it in your word to me. God looked upon a scared man named Gideon and saw his bright future when he declared Gideon a mighty man. Pastor Eric uses Gideon's testimony to remind us of all that Jesus uses the weak ones of this world to do. We can know through the promises in God's Word that the Lord is for us and not against us. Let's join Pastor Eric in the book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 13, for today's study. But because Gideon believed that God was not in the picture, he did not hear the Lord. Because what did he quickly jump to? The Lord is with you. Oh, no, he's not. He has forsaken us. He didn't hear that second part, you mighty man of valor. At least it doesn't say he did. And by his response, I can't think that he did hear it. Because that response, is I mean, that, that word from the Lord is pretty awesome. I mean, if you would hear that, you know, guys, <laughs> women too, hey, you're, you're a mighty you know, woman of valor, mighty man of valor. Wouldn't that be like, oh, that's awesome. God's telling me that? Right on. Thank you, Jesus, because I don't see what you see. <laughs> But instead, you guys, Gideon's ears were plugged with lies. So I think we need to have a hearing test. Who likes hearing tests? I think I've had, what? What? I remember taking a hearing test for, uh, for my DOT card, and they put you in a booth, and you're like, beep. You're like, yeah, I hear that. You know, it's just all these different noises to check your hearing. So we're going to have a hearing test. Okay, first one, do you hear? Do you hear that you are the apples of God's eye? Did you hear that? Zechariah 2.8 says this, For thus says the Lord of hosts, He sent me after glory to the nations which plunder you. For he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. Woo! The apple of my eye is a phrase that refers to something or someone that one cherishes above others. So did you hear that? Did you hear God sees you as the apple of his eye and that God cherishes you? God cherishes you. So church, say with me, God cherishes me. God cherishes me. Okay, good. I think you guys passed that one. Okay, number two. Here's the next one. Do you hear that you are a child of God? Yes. Okay, But many has received him. To them he gave the right to become uh, children of God, to those who believe in his name. Did you hear that? Yes. Okay. God's saying, if you believe in his name, what then? You're a child of God. Okay. So if you believe in Jesus, say then with me, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. Amen. Okay. Here's the third one. Here's the third tone. Do you hear that your Lord will preserve you. Psalm 121 says this, the song of uh, excellence. I will lift up my eyes to the, the hills. 
from whence come my help? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He, will, he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor, by, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Did you hear that? Yes. God is your help. God will keep you. Would you say, God will preserve me? God will preserve me. That is an awesome psalm, isn't it? An awesome psalm that he's not going to slumber nor sleep (laughs) and that he will preserve you from all evil. That's a lot of evil. All? The Lord thinks highly of you. You are special to God. It's pretty awesome. So if you hear differently, it's a lie. It's a lie. Don't listen. Remember how the Lord views you. And that's a hard thing to do when you're going through a tough time, to remember how God views you. But in verse 14, we will see that the Lord is long-suffering. It says this in verse 14, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So here, the angel of the Lord, God in the presence of Gideon, just heard it into his face that God has forsaken him. He didn't strike him with lightning, did he? Boom, you're over. Wrong answer. No, he didn't do that. He says, he says, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. So the Lord is long-suffering. He, he, he suffers long with us, even when we are not thinking on the right path. And we say something goofy like, the Lord has forsaken us. God is still long-suffering. Praise God for that. Because how many times, have, I know personally I've said, you know, where are you at? Yeah, right, the Lord's with me. Yeah, right. But God is long-suffering and he continues with the, with the plan because why? He sees Gideon in a different viewpoint. He continues with him. And so Gideon, though, is still battling with the effects of the lie of the enemy. In verse 15, he says this, So he said to him, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. So here, uh, Gideon is saying what? I heard you say something, Lord, about me saving Israel. How is that going to happen? I mean, my clan is the weakest in all Manasseh. And not only is that the problem, I'm the weakest in my father's house. Weak. I'm the weakest. Gideon is still not listening to the Lord. Because remember what God said to him, right? He said that, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. He is still not listening. So it is with us, isn't it? 
So it is with us. When we often have a hard time, we often have a hard time listening to the truth of God. We have a hard time listening to the truth of God. Because what do we do when we hear the truth? We bring excuses. We bring excuses. I can't do this. I'm not able to do that. You've got the wrong person. Choose somebody else. I'm physically not able to do this. I'm mentally not able to carry this through. I'm, I'm, I'm not fit for this. I'm not, I can't do this. You've got it wrong. Let me tell you something. God doesn't make mistakes. If he approaches you, he has a plan for you. My question is, is why not? Why can't you do it? Why can't you do that for the Lord? You know, uh, or, uh, or why not? <laughs> why not? Because uh, it's just not the right time, you know? Boo. <laughs> That's a poor excuse. Because my Bible reads, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? The Bible also says, but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put shame uh, the things which are mighty. What is God saying? Hey, if you're weak, that's who I want. If you're foolish, that's who I want because it's not about you. I will get the glory. <laughs> so God wants to use us. So if your excuse for not being used by the Lord is, I can't do it, uh, and it's not the right time, and I'm weak, sorry, you're going to have to come up with another excuse. Because I'm not buying it because of what God's word says. If God is for you, then who can be against you? Period. Paul said to the church in Philippi, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Church, you can do all things through Christ. Say it with me. I can do all things with Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things in Christ. So the Lord encourages more. The Lord encourages more in verse 16. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. So the Lord then tells Gideon, he tells him, I'll be with you. And you will defeat the Midianites. You will do, you'll do it. I will be with you. So God gives Gideon a promise, doesn't he? And when God makes a promise, he comes through with that promise. Because the Bible says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some count slackness. If God says something's going to happen, it's going to happen in his time. Right? 2 Peter 3, 9, the verse I just referred to was speaking of the Lord coming back. God will come back. He says he's coming back. He's going to come back. In his time, if God had called you to do something, like go fight a battle, right? It, it, you, you, you need that reassurance that God is going to be with you. And I love that about Jesus. When he gave the great commission to his disciples, he starts out by saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Now go and make disciples amongst the nations. And lo, by the way, I will be with you always, even to the end of age. Amen. So God is with us. That is powerful, you guys. That is powerful. Gideon, though, asks for a sign. He says in verse 17 through 21, he says this, check this out. 
Then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Do not depart from here, I pray, until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. And he said, and he said, this is awesome, I will wait until you come back. That's pretty nice, huh, from the Lord? I'll wait till you come back. That's pretty neat. I just thought that was neat. So Gideon went in and prepared a young goat and unleavened bread from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket and, and he put the broth in, the, in a pot. And he brought them out to him underneath the terebinth tree and presented them. The angel of, the Lord, uh, angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread and lay them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put out the end of his staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened bread and fire rose out of the, out of the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread. And the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. Wow, what a scene, right? And so Gideon, he goes, he hears that, that the Lord is going to be with him and that he is going to save Israel. So he says what? And many of us say this thing, Lord, <laughs> if I find favor in your sight, then show me a sign. Show me a sign that it is you who talks to me. Have you ever said those words? Show me a sign? Gideon was seeking guidance. Gideon was seeking guidance. David Guzik, uh, Calvary Chapel pastor of San, Santa Barbara, said this about the topic. We don't need a special sign that God loves us because he forever demonstrates his love at the cross, according to Romans 5.8. This is true for many other things, specifically detailed in God's word. Yet when it comes to guidance in things that are not uh, specifically detailed in God's word, we should look for and expect confirmation in various ways. What is David Guzik saying? If God has called you to do something, like go into a battle like Gideon, right? And go fight the Midianites. It's okay to ask God, please confirm this. Please confirm this because this is huge. <laughs> this is a huge deal. And oftentimes, I know that when I'm seeking the Lord, when God has put something on my heart personally, I want to know God's word. I want, Lord, please confirm it in your word to me. Because, I, I, yes, I like hearing it from, you know, you hear from a brother or a sister, you know, hey, you know, that, the word of affirmation, you know, just that encouragement. I was going to say affirmation. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't think so. But it, it, that word saying, hey, you should do this, that's great. I can take that from, uh, from, from you all. But who do I really want to hear it from? I want to hear it from God. And, and, and I'll pray, Lord, please show me this is your direction. Show me your sign in your word and God does confirm through his word I truly believe that and God shows his confirmation through other things I'll tell you guys and this is uh, we have time when I, when I was praying about becoming the pastor of this church I was still like man God was showing his showing me his word but I was still a knothead and I, I still had a hard time with it but I was at work, right, sitting at my desk at five in the morning and I worked for an LDS company and my boss was a, a, a really deep Mormon who was involved in the Mormon religion. He looks at me and he says, hey, out of the blue, he says, hey, isn't your pastor getting ready to go do something like, and you become the senior pastor? And I'm like, 
uh, it's five in the morning and what did you just say? And then I'm like, dude, I called up uh, Pastor Brad at the time, who was the pastor, and I said, dude, you'll never guess what this guy said to me. He goes, did you talk to him about it? I said, absolutely not, you know? But God can use whatever he wants to confirm his message to you. Yes, I was, I was receiving it from the word, but he can do it whatever he wants. And then after I heard that, then it was like, when am I going to quit, you know? And that same guy... Three weeks later, I was looking at my calendar, and I'm like, hmm, just looking for production. And the guy goes, Eric, you're looking at that calendar like you're going to quit. And I'm like, dude, it is on. Okay, Lord, this is what the Lord's doing, you know. God's calling me out, and I'm quitting. And I'm, here's my two weeks notice. And I'm like, oh, I think I just put my notice in. And I did. But praise God. God shows us and he tells us his plan. And I, oh yes, I did ask, Lord, tell me, because this is huge, you know? And God confirmed, you guys. And God confirms through his word and he confirms to whatever he wants to say. And through this, he confirmed by taking that offering and taking his staff out to that rock and that rock bursts into flames and takes that meat and consumes the unleavened bread. Wow, isn't that awesome? That is awesome. So if God has called you to do something, like go fight the Midianites, which they're not around, but just you can ask, Lord, please confirm this, you know? And I, I don't believe it's a lack of faith. It's just making sure that you're hearing right from the Lord because guess what? The flesh tells you a lot of stuff every single day and the Lord will confirm it. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, the first sentence, though, of, the, of the, the meeting here, the Lord is with you. That's a pretty good sign. <laughs> you mighty man of valor. Anyways, uh, the Lord showed Gideon a sign. So what does Gideon do, you guys? Verse 22 through 24, he says, Now Gideon perceived that uh, he was the angel of the Lord. Praise God, he saw it. So Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and, it, and it called it, The Lord is peace. Jehovah Shalom. To this day, it is still in Ophrah of the Abizarites. Gideon worships the Lord. He worships the Lord. He sees that God was with him and he began to worship and it's always important, you guys, to give God praise always, to worship him, especially, especially if you ask him to do something and he comes through, you know, where he answers and you're just like, man, praise God. Don't ever forget to praise God. Praise should be flowing from you even before he does anything. He is so worthy of our praise. If we didn't praise him, the rocks would. So we need to be praising him. And don't think just even the littlest blessing is, uh, say something, say praise God. <laughs> Acknowledge who the blessing came from. And Gideon did just that. So how does this apply? How does this apply to you and I? You know, because guys, I was, I was reading in Ephesians, in Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. What is the whole purpose of this? You know, the, you sitting in the chairs and me speaking from the pulpit. What is the whole point of this? Well, it's right here in Ephesians 4, 11, uh, 4, 
chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, he says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for edifying of the body of Christ. So there's two things what this is all about. It's to edify you guys, which it means what? Edify means to build up, encourage the saints. And then for what? To equip the saints to go do the work of the ministry. So does that mean to sit in your pews, into your chairs, and do nothing with this? No. And that's the same thing for me. Does it mean to sit up here and just say, this is what you should do, and then I go home and I sit and watch TV? No. Because I am equal with you guys. I'm not greater. We are together the body of Christ. And we need to take what we learn when we gather together. I don't care if it's Bible studies with one another in in this setting right here. Let's take it, grow from it, and take it out. Take it out into this world that we live in, you guys. So how does this apply? Well, number one, don't listen to the devil. (laughs) Remember how the Lord sees you. If you're, hearing, uh, if you're hearing what you're hearing doesn't line up with God's word, then be quick to reject it. God wants to use you. And he has a plan for you. Even if you feel weak and not capable, you can do all things in Christ who strengthens you. And remember always to give praise to God. Now, I talked about edification. <laughs> that builds me up knowing that God sees me as the apple of his eye, you know? And to know that God does want to use the weak. He wants to use us. How do we apply it out into the world? How do you apply it in your mission field? How do you apply it from your pulpit? Well, the next time somebody is in your path, this is just something that came to my heart. God can do whatever speaks to your heart, but... Next time somebody comes in your path who feels God has forsaken them, I know that he doesn't forsake. Because the Bible says what? He will never leave you nor forsake you. Hey, guess what the Bible says? You feel that God's forsaken you? Guess what the Bible says? He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Oh, man, that's really awesome. Hey, you know what? I just feel so disconnected from God. Hey, you know what? You can be a child of God. You know how you become a child of God? If you believe in Jesus' name, then you become a child of God. That's pretty awesome, huh? Wow, I didn't even think about that. Praise God, you know? Whatever, however the Holy Spirit leads, but it's just like, what are we taking from what we're hearing? Even on, in your own personal studies, guys, we need to take what we learn, and I'm teaching myself that we need to take it out because time is short. People need to know that God sees them and he loves them. People need to hear that. I needed to hear that. Did you? People need to be encouraged to worship God, no matter the situation. Our brothers and sisters, they need to be encouraged. Hey, brother, I I don't know what's going on. Sister, I don't know what's going on, but keep praising God. He loves you. He cares for you. Don't listen to the lie. You've been listening to Grace to the Hearers, the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth, of Calvary Chapel Coolidge in Coolidge, Arizona. CD copies of today's study are available when you email us at info at grace to the hearers.com. 
That's info at gracetothehearers.com. Today's message, as originally presented at Calvary Chapel Coolidge, can be downloaded from our website at gracetothehearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place your order, you can always call us at 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number is 520-723-7047. We are so blessed by the technology that we have these days. Most of us have numerous versions of the Bible. Now with mobile technology, we have the Bible right on our phones and tablets. Grace to the Hearers is available in podcast format. Simply log on to gracetothehearers.com and follow the links to subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast or simply search for Grace to the Hearers in the iTunes store. Again, our web address is www.gracetothehearers.com. Finally, we'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider helping us continue to expand the radio ministry of Grace to the Hearers. You can do so by securely donating a gift of any amount at gracetothehearers.com. Just click on the donate button. Now please place a marker in your Bibles and make plans to join us again. Pastor Eric will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of Judges right here on Grace to the Hearers. <laughs> 